forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharplin. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Oh, I think there's a mic. There's that one there. Yes. Then there's a third one there, and there's a second one there. Look at that. It is exciting to welcome to the studio... Thank you, Pat. Yola Tenga, we have uh, Ira Kaplan, frontman. Not frontman. Fuck, it's like it's... <laughs> Gigantic Harry Morgan fan. Giant, yeah. Your mind was blown there, right? Slightly. He sounded like... Yeah, oh. Can't have the headphones. Can't do it? You don't have to do it. We're not playing. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sandbag in and play like sound effects. And you're wrapped in the headphones. You've been in the studio before. How is this happening? It's like the first time you've ever seen headphones, Georgia. It's like you've you've made 19 albums, and you I'm assuming you had to wear headphones at some point during them. I think you're gonna have to go way up on that mic. You're gonna have to go here. I am Rollins style all the way up. And don't sweat through the mic either. The way Rollins did. We only we don't have replacement mics like he has. Nice microphones. And we have Ira and Georgia and James. How are you? Good, Tom. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming down. This is so exciting. Man, thank, thanks, for, thanks for having us out. The place is amazing. Oh, thank you. And this is the... Uh, this is, Who have we had here? We've had uh, Julie Klausner came down and uh, Yola Tango. It's a short list. <laughs> I'll take that. So, you guys... And guys, I mean, it's a, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Way up on it. Okay, on. sorry. There we sorry. go. <laughs> There's a new Yola Tango album coming out, which the word just hit the streets on that this morning, right? Yes. Nodding doesn't help on yes. the radio, James. <laughs> Today. I know. Tuesday, the 2nd of yes. June. And the album is called Stuff Like That There. A nodding doesn't help on the radio. <laughs> oh! We'll correct you when you're wrong. Yes. Okay. Never okay. nods. Oh, so, so it's he's nodding all the time. It's one of those yeah. interviews. We're <laughs> just like, okay, they haven't. I think I, I, I'm still I'm still kind of reeling from that the the spike call. So as you're speaking, I was like, go on. <laughs> I'm interested. Yes. He was so withholding to me on that. Have you ever like he was like. You talked. You talked about him on national yeah. TV. We had four and a half minutes, and I gave, <laughs> and, yeah. I gave one of them up to him. Oh my gosh! He was what a. But he was so entitled on that call. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Get mentioned on TV. I'm intrigued. Go on. Like oh jeepers, maybe we can. How what like what was like a used car salesman like what what what's it gonna take to get you to care about this thing, sir? <laughs> no, he did not give it up well, on that. What call. song did you uh, recommend singing together? No, maybe not together. I don't think Neil I Diamond. Oh yeah, so yeah, he yeah. could do yeah, yeah. he could do like the Karaoke. talk singing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Atlantis. He could do Atlantis, right? Oh, yeah. Picture him doing Atlantis, right? Open letter to my teenage son. <laughs> The the Americans, a Canadian's opinion. You ever hear that record? No. What is it's that? one of the weirdest records ever. Where it's just like it's like early seventies. It's some dude who's like, I am a Canadian. Like one of those like, like that's the background music, and he's just like, as a Canadian, my brothers to the south have really taken it on the chin lately, and he's like. I'm sick of seeing America get kicked around like this. Like it's like one of those angry talking records that those don't exist anymore. Hey, uh, Pat, could you throw the air on a little bit in here? Thank you. See, this guy Pat is doing everything tonight. How do you pronounce? Is it Desiderata? Is that what Les Crane? 
Desert, what is that now? That was the thing that they mocked in uh, Lemmings. They turned it into the you were a fluke uh-huh. of the universe was in Lemmings, and it was uh, it was I, I don't know it it's that's what it's spelled like that may, it's probably what it's called. Okay, you know that is that Lemmings the National Lampoon? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I was not into that. <laughs> I don't know National Lampoon never Chevy did it Chase for me. really. No, not the not funny. Uh, no, no, it was from National Lampoon Lemmings. The Lemmings, but I never, yeah. I never. You know the problem is it John never. Belushi. It didn't translate when you like. It's like you hear an album and you're just like, it's like when you listen to like a Steve Martin album and all of a sudden it's just like, he moves, he's clearly doing something and you hear all this roar of laughter. Yeah. It's like, oh, this isn't translating. Those National Lampoon albums felt like nothing but that to me. Like those cast albums of those things. No? Am it's I just, alone? No, it's, just, it's, it's like nodding. It's like the nodding of, <laughs> yes. So for what I'm... When I listen to in the room, it's yeah. killing. I saw, I saw, I, yeah, I Did saw it live. It? I saw it uh, at where it is now, Le Poisson Rouge. Uh, There's actually a show going up. No, no, no. no. That, though the, the, the it was at the I Village do not Gate. I know what was, you're talking about. The, after after Lightning Bolt a couple weeks ago, they moved it out, <laughs> move, move everybody back from Lemmings, yeah. right, makes, move them right back in. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so you saw that? That was the final of those live shows they had, like they yeah. mounted. And in fact, I saw the final one of the of the final performance of National Lampoon Lemmings. And that's then they all got cherry picked and over to SNL. I think they actually went on tour. Then they were announcing they were going on tour. Okay, so it must have been. Uh, but yes, Chevy Chase, John Belushi, mm-hmm. uh, Christopher Guest was no longer in the cast when I saw it. He had mm-hmm. moved on. But that's awesome. But then you had the complete experience. Yes. See, that's what it feels like with. This is what I think I'll never appreciate, like, jazz the way, like, people appreciate jazz. When you think about, like, if you went and saw, like, John Coltrane, it would be, like, the most deafening thing you've ever heard, right? You know what I mean? Like, you got, like, you're, like you're missing the force of what it was when it's only on record. Like, if you were seeing him live, that must have been, like... Must have been like and punched in the face with a saxophone, because <laughs> like, it was probably That's so probably loud. Exactly like that, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit there. Your chest would have been vibrating with the, the sound waves. Does that? Does, you know what I mean? You know what it's like to feel like why can't I go all the way with appreciating something? You know what that's like? It's just like you try, and you try, and you can't get there. That's what it's like with the Grateful Dead. I've tried. <laughs> I've not. No, I've totally. I have totally tried. Oh, oh no, no. All right, you two out. We're gonna finish this. No, no, no. no I have I, totally tried. I, I've totally tried. Okay. Everybody, listen to Anthem of the Sun, the remixed version. This is the one that didn't. This is a different mix. Fine, I'll hear. Listen to it. Sounds like a bad Birds record, right? Sound like the birds if they all played and nobody talked to each other about when to stop playing. If they were all like in separate sound booths and the birds all started playing, guess what song we're all going to play? And they all guessed and half of them guessed one song and the other half guessed a different one. And, and you're then, telling me that doesn't sound good, even as you're saying. <laughs> I I, I, no, I'm saying that's what I wish it sounded like that. <laughs> so this album that's coming out, stuff like that there. This album is like a. This is you. You had an album, fake book, fake book, not fake. Almost said Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Do you right. deal with that right. a lot now? Um, we're going to. I like your album, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, your album, fake book, was that was like how long ago was that? Like almost like twenty years at this point. Twenty five years. Oh my goodness, that's crazy, and that was. You you guys stripping it down, right? Yes. And doing a bunch of cover songs that, that were meaningful to you. Uh, we did a bunch of covers. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them, they were songs. We, we've tried to unsuccessfully argue against how meaningful the songs necessarily were. We thought we played them nicely. Okay. They weren't necessarily uh, you know, a tribute to our favorite songs sure so they were they were songs that you felt you could interpret in in a in an interesting way nod <laughs> that gets a nod i'll take it Woo-hoo! hey mike 
I got a nod on that one. Mark that down. <laughs> Ira gave me a nod. So, and now this is some version of revisiting that. Yeah, it's 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 probably exactly a version of revisiting it. Uh, okay. We got Dave Schram to play guitar the way he did on the on Fake Book. Gene Holder recorded the record. He recorded Fake Book, and uh, James made the. Uh, Her- Herculean, whatever that is, Herculean, 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 Herculean uh, effort to learn the upright bass. So wh- that was Al Greller played it on Facebook, and James plays it on stuff like that. There. Wow! So you took it on. I did the stand-up bass. The stand-up bass. The giant. The thing you got to lug everywhere. Uh, yeah, it it was a uh, <laughs> in in many ways a. Uh, A terrible idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. And what was that first time you're just like, yeah? Why did I say that <laughs> I, that sounded like a good idea? What was the first moment when you realized that? Before you even took possession yeah. of it. Yeah. Before I even <laughs> took possession of it. As we were as we were trying to get it out of Logan Airport. Yes. It's it's kind of <laughs> as, as as the way the way I think about it is it's it's kind of like buying a boat. Okay. And it's like. I bought a boat. This is great. It's like now I got to find a place to keep the boat, and yeah. then you got to get boat stuff, yeah. and it a, boat, a, a road case for the boat. Yeah, and a road. Yeah, got to put a got to put the boat in a in a case of some kind if you want to take it anywhere. And and because uh, I just want to play the songs. Yeah, once in a while. What am I yeah. doing? Yeah. It's like frets are the elect- I totally get why the electric bass was invented. It's a great idea. It's it's a it's the perfect size. It goes like right here in front of you. You just put uh-huh. it over your shoulder, and it's got like dots and lines yeah. to tell you exactly where the notes uh-huh. are and stuff. It's like, man, I you don't you don't uh, you don't you don't miss them until they're gone. When we go on tour, you should we should put the the, the upright bass behind us and just play the electric bass. <laughs> that would be really that's not or I could yeah that's that's not a bad idea. When you're putting it together, track-wise, did you approach it differently, knowing that you had than you had done the last time, 25 years ago? Did we approach it differently than we approached the last one? A little yeah. bit. Uh, the last one was maybe entirely comprised of songs we already knew. In in the late 80s, George and I used to go to radio stations, college radio stations, and bring a guitar. To uh, so as soon as the interview hit a dead spot, which was typically seconds after we arrived, we could <laughs> instead of uh, answering the question of what city, we actually had the experience of walking down the street in Iowa City once, overhearing the people in front of us making fun of us for the lame interview we had just <laughs> concluded doing, and they weren't wrong. So uh, we got into the habit of bringing a guitar with us and. Georgia would sing and I would mm-hmm. sing. And so we had a, a long list of songs that we did that way. And Fake Book was almost entirely drawn from those songs. This time, we still had a, a, a lot of songs that we played in the last 25 years, but maybe half of them were things that we decided to learn for this record. We, mm-hmm. we didn't. So that was different. Hey, Mike. How you doing out there? Good. How many? How deep are you? Three. Three cores lights in. <laughs> That's a good night. What's that now? Am I worried? I'm always worried. Okay. So, let's see what people have to say here on the uh, on the on the on the Twitter. And you guys are on Twitter at uh, at uh, the real. YLT, that's right. Do the three of you have the password? Who has the password for that? We all have the password. All three. Okay. Anybody else? No. All right. Didn't. Fair no, enough. No, no not. not. May I have the password? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. So, uh, and you're also you're on as at Dumpland. Right. Right. Yes. So do you do you remember when we put that the the, the first dump single I uh, put out on my record label? Yes, and then like 
we were like painting and spray and like drawing on them because well, it was like each cover was hand designed. We had a great idea. Let's hand color <laughs> one thousand record sleeves. And there's yes, a, and there was let's, a, let, yes. Let's do it today. There was a point where it was like. Yeah, this is not fun anymore. Later that day. Like, yeah. Three <laughs> records. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm done. First one, you're just like, all right, here <laughs> yeah. we go. Doing all this. Yeah. Let me cut some things out of the newspaper, start <laughs> gluing them all over, do like a kind of collage thing. Then I'll put some watercolors on top. Next one, just draw an X yeah. and like a red marker. Yours has an X on the cover. There Look, you go. The, the record's the same. What are you? Technically hand colored. Yeah. Yours is special. <laughs> it's the least designed of all of them. You're welcome. So, well, that was a good, that was those were the kind of things that were great ideas back then. Yeah, here's a great idea. Yeah, no, then, not a great idea. No, could you imagine doing that now? Oh my god! No. But you did that. You did a book. You've done all your drawings. Well, I the Xerox them. Right oh man, right. that's that's so awesome. It's up there. See, hey. it's right next to that beautiful painting of you. Yes, Amy Mann did that painting. That's awesome. And uh, there's a, a mouse with a cape someone did. Oh, yeah. And there's Gary the squirrel hovering. <laughs> He's always hovering. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would never happen now. But you have this book. Uh, you've done two volumes mm -hmm. of yeah. your drawings. And there's, there's one more volume to come. And okay. then it'll be all finished. And they are you doing... What is it called? I'm so I'm sorry I'm blanking on the exact title right now. It's called uh, 100 Wild Styles. And, and it's you doing your drawings of your characters. My characters, my little people. Rabbit little man. People, right? Little animals. Yeah, the animals. And and uh people can get the books where? Uh Hard to say. Um I've I've like people have contacted me on on Twitter and that's worked out pretty well. They're okay. at some kind of some a few shops here and there. The other music record shop in New York mm -hmm. um, is a good place to to to, to snag them. Okay, they're great. People should Thanks. get them. Thanks. So when you guys title an album, right? Like this stuff, like that. There, I keep thinking I'm saying it wrong. Oh, it's driving me nuts. Like. How how what kind, how do you guys end up with a giant list of titles and you whittle it down, or is, is, does the title just pop right in your head and you just know that's the title? I don't think we've ever had a list of titles. It's more like, an oh my god, we need a title. I'd kill for a list of titles. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, to be uh, candid, we we very much did not want to call this record. Fake book two or son mm -hmm. of fake book, bride of fake book, any of those, and uh, it took us a long time to come up with another a title that did not incorporate that word. So uh, when we did, we uh, went straight to the pressing plant. Sure, and you were just like, it was just sitting there, and then finally, the titles revealed like a new pope. The smoke right. changes. Yeah. Yep. In the at the Vatican on Matador Records, the smoke changes out of their chimney. That famous Matador Records fireplace. I guess is that a is that a fireplace that that's going to in the Vatican, right? Hibachi. It's a hibachi. <laughs> so what is he doing? Is it like the the volcano? Like is somebody in there doing like the, the you know the tricks when you go to like. Hibachi, and they're just like, they, just, they cut the onions, and then they yeah, put the, yeah, yeah. Thing that the <laughs> right. flame shoots out. Oh, these these hibachi guys got to work up some new stuff. You know what I mean? Chop an onion and stack it. It's Make been a long time since I've had the... Uh... Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Office Hours Live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. <laughs>
Actually, one one of the great uh, nights out of my young life was uh, my dad and one of his friends taking me and one of my friends to uh, what's the oh no what's the Japanese restaurant where they cooked in front of you uh, Benihana Benihana went to Benihana and then to the NBA All Star Game oh my God. at the Old Garden where oh our seats we oh. couldn't see we could see the court but we couldn't see the scoreboard because oh of the God. overhang yeah it's great the four hundredth. I must be. I, yeah, I, I don't. I probably saved the ticket stub for a long time, but uh, what All Star game was that? I don't. Uh, I don't remember which one. A long time ago. Do you remember someone? Any was it Bernard King in it? Oh no, was, no, 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 no. What years are we this, talking? The old Madison. Oh, the old Madison. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be uh, I uh, the Knicks were undoubtedly not yet good. This would be okay. like the Dick Van Arsdale. Not like era. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. not like now. Yeah, with Cole Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Oh, Get on board. It's going to yeah. be another fantastic season. It's going to be a hundred years of bad Knicks. <laughs> How did that happen? It's like a plague was put on the Knicks that will never go away. I think it was a curse of some kind. It, it, there's kind of no other explanation for it. I don't know. You're but at st- least now we got the liberty to enjoy. Yeah. Well, you can appreciate the liberty now. At least... Look, I don't, I don't look. I don't know two things about the Liberty. One thing I do know is they're not going to be bad for a hundred years the way the Knicks are, because it's like Carmelo Anthony's going to be bad. They're not going to win anything with him. Then they're going to stink more, and then it's just going to cycle back through again. It's never going to change, ever. Right? Remember with the good, the nineties. Oh had, yeah. Oh yeah. Right, Anthony Bonner. Remember Anthony Bonner singing the national anthem. <laughs> Wait, I he had don't a remember. Beautiful that. voice. Seriously? Oh no, wait! I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, that's not Anthony Bonner. Walter singing. McCarty? Is that <clears> he, I'm I think of? it might be Walter McCarty. Beautiful, like an angel. Yeah, beautiful voice. What's gonna happen? Uh. Who is your favorite player on that team, James? I know yours is Charles Oakley. Oh yeah, Charles yeah. Uh, Anthony Mason was a was was a yeah. huge uh, personal influence. Yeah, can you believe he's dead? No, I can't. I can't believe anything would kill him. He just seemed like a Terminator. Yeah. I mean, like he was a, on that J.B. Smoove show like yes. a week before. Oh, man. Yeah. It was like a brick wall. When I was writing for basketball magazines, I would go to the garden and interview people. And I saw Charles Oakley in the hallway once. Whoa. And he was the widest person I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, it was like, yeah, he was big. Like you'd see Patrick Ewing. It's like, yeah, there goes a seven-foot guy walking by. But Charles Oakley was so wide, it was unbelievable. It was like it was like a, it was like a wall, like a it was perfectly rectangular with like with moving legs off the bottom of it and a head on the top. It was like a Lego creation. <laughs> oh my God, he was so. Yeah, Charles Oakley's Twitter account is really good. You get like really kind of glimpses into him that you never thought were possible he loves i mean i i guess i knew for a long time that he loved to cook and mm-hmm. there was, he had like this reputation as like being a great chef and and um but occasionally he just comes out you just see him kind of having fun he's just like in his own way but normal normal guy he's, and uh and then and then he'll just come out and just like like there's a couple days ago talking about uh-huh. like like how like, like man i feel bad for the bulls yeah. It's like those players are soft. They're never going to win. Everything like, with him is how soft everybody seriously. is. Seriously, yeah. But then again, if you're that guy, you can <laughs> yeah, talk know. about how soft everybody is. <laughs> now, Ira, yes, one of Tom. the things that you and I have talked about over the years is you interviewing Kiss in the '70s. Would you talk about that now? Is that off? Is that taboo? Nothing is taboo. <laughs> Everything's on the table tonight. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, I was a uh, I was a rock journalist, and I was offered the opportun- opportunity to go see Kiss and interview them. And unlike some of the people in this room, I didn't really care about Kiss, but I liked the idea of going to see them. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and I wasn't a a very good rock journalist, so things like preparing for an interview <laughs> was I, I wouldn't even say it was beneath me I, I probably it probably didn't really occur to me that I should 
I think I was just going to be in the moment. And, uh, mm-hmm. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh-huh. so I stayed up all night. I went to see them in the interviews the next day, and I stayed up all night and, and then went to the We're talking hotel. about what year now? Uh uh, I was made for loving you, Dynasty. So, right? Okay, so we're talking like what that seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, and I went to, I stayed up the entire night. Went to the hotel. Uh, Bill O'Coin brought me to the the suite where the interview was going to take place. They came in, not wearing makeup, which was very exciting. You really didn't have to. You'd have to really, really be uninterested in Kiss to not be excited to see them without makeup yeah. on because by that point the legend was fully yeah. in place where there would be like they would leave they would leave like shows and stuff with like bandanas mm-hmm. tied around there and it was shocking i mean they really you know he, mm-hmm. he looked nothing like a kitty cat I mean, it's incredible. Kitty cat. Uh, so, um, Which one's the kitty cat? I can't tell you guys apart with no makeup. That's, yeah, you look like the monster. What are you, the kitty? You're the kitty cat. Uh, so it's all four of them? All four of them. And um, I'm, I probably asked a question, but I might not have asked a question. I just basically sat there like a very tired person who didn't care about the band he was in the room to interview and didn't even have like the attitude to like and this is all you guys deserve i mean it was just ridiculous it was it was mm-hmm. and they um they pretty quickly got tired of waiting for me to ask questions <laughs> and just started talking among themselves a large part of their conversation was about their uh extensive heroin use allegedly and the uh place well this is what they were talking about i'm not you know uh, I, if I, tom has asked me for the cassette many times and i, I have <laughs> someday uh, it may it probably still exists um although uh but you know in joking about injecting know, heroin have and, you ever have you listened tried to listen to no, it no no wait that I'm, means you I, know where it is i don't I think i know where it is do we is I that think true? I know where it is. Can you show me where it is? What if it was like a what if you sold it you press it up, right? <laughs> press up like one of those picture <laughs> discs, like yeah. one of those like yeah. European interview discs. Oh, right. You know, he's like like I like the Stooges. I'll buy this thing. What? You know talking? It, I think it would actually be better as one of those things where you you where I get taken off the record and it just comes with a script. So the DJ gets to play the record, and you provide the <laughs> yeah, lack yeah. of a question. Uh, kiss, kiss minus one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so they were just. Uh, so you sat there, and were you nervous at that point, or is it just were you just like were you overwhelmed by the moment? Because those things are shocking sometimes when you think you're going to skate, and then suddenly it's like, oh, this is actually happening now. Yeah, I probably was nervous. I. Um, in addition to everything else, but but it was also a very large suite where the interview was taking place. And when it started, the five of us were on one side of the room, and Bill O'Coin and the publicist were, you know, giving us our space. And by the end of it, everyone's like huddling together. It was, you know, it was clearly a uh, a complete disaster. But I but I was so bad at the job I was doing that if I was if I was if I was better, it wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But if if there was a middle ground where I should have just realized, well, just transcribe the stupid thing and print it. That's the story. Instead, I wrote some terrible article with mm-hmm. you know a couple of quotes from the interview. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah. Well, that's what it's like when you write for these things. <laughs> Suddenly, you're just like, look, will I get paid if I hand this in? I will. Okay, then this is what I'm handing in. This is what you're going to work with. Because, and that was New York Rocker. No, that was the Soho News. Okay, Soho News, and then shortly, how long were you in the the game with that stuff? You got out shortly. You were like a few years later. Yeah. I, um. When New York Rocker folded in, I think 1981. I mm-hmm. think something like that. I was. I was. I didn't do very much after that. Mm-hmm. I did. 
it, 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 I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't very good at it. It was, it was a great way to get free records and free entry to shows and see Kiss without their makeup. But, but I yeah. certainly did not, I did not approach it with the zest of a 18 wheeler and, and suddenly. Yeah, that was, and suddenly, <sighs> it's James's fanzine. When did James first cross your uh, uh, radar, uh, Georgia and Ira? And uh, I believe we probably played together, or unless we. Well, you. I think James saw us before we actually met. True. Pretty sure. Well, I would. I would pretty much say <laughs> that is a one thousand percent certainty, distinct possibility that he, that he saw Yola Tango yeah, I guess so. okay. before you guys. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. I saw you guys at Maynard's uh, Wednesday night show. At, New uh, Wave Wednesday. New Wave Wednesday. Yeah. Charlottesville New Wave Wednesday at Trax. And I saw you right. open for the Feelies at, oh, at I believe, at Trax yeah. also. Yeah, I, re- I kind of remember that. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, but we would have met with when James played with Christmas. Yeah. And we are friends with Christmas. And, and for I people who don't know, it. Christmas was a cult. Right. That was <laughs> operating out of Las Vegas at that point. Uh, uh, Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. Okay, yeah. so out of Providence before the cult moved west. Freshly yeah. moved from Vegas to to Providence. Okay, so the cult so went east. Started yes. out in Boston. Started in yes. Boston. Went to Las Vegas. Yeah. And you were in Las Vegas. I was. Briefly. I was in Las Vegas for the very end, like the, the last, okay, the last okay. couple of months, six six weeks or two months, something like that. Right. Okay. You in Christmas was maybe the most complex thing I've ever seen three humans do in a band together. Where that seemed like, it was like the most precise thing imaginable. I, I, um, I, I listened to the, the, the album that we made, um, when I was in the band mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I, I could hardly recall recording any of the parts that i did mm-hmm. and just thinking it's like man that guy that guy plays really fast yeah yeah <laughs> like, and he's singing at the same time also it's like i wouldn't and wearing a suit and wearing a suit yeah the, yeah the white suit the white suits different 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 outfits but the thing is it's not it's like oh listen to this crazy album where they played all the things it's like no we do that live also <laughs> it's like and there's that one radio tape i listened to eight million times of you guys doing that album the vortex right we did that right i think right before we went to the studio yeah and you basically played the album Mm -hmm. as the album sounds and a couple of the songs that didn't that didn't make it onto the record are on that tape too Mm -hmm. the mutantes song i think is on there and a couple Mm -hmm. other originals yeah so so he was in christmas and then you guys are like look at this ringer right is that what it was like (laughs) this guy's got it I can't. I don't remember exactly how it came up that you ended up that we asked you to play, or I don't. I don't. Do you remember the details of that? Well, when we when we played with Christmas, Gene Holder was playing bass with us, and Gene was very generously doing some shows, but he had no interest in traveling, and he was clearly doing us a favor. So we knew that if we ever wanted to play live more than once every month or two we would have to find somebody to go on tour with us and uh and james unwise not unwisely but but miss 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 uh-huh. misreading the situation offered jokingly that said well you know i could you know if you ever need a bass player call me up and we're like, well, that's not a laughing matter. And like, we uh-huh. called him like two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone number. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I remember talking to you on the phone yeah. where you're just like, guess what? Yeah. I think I'm <laughs> going to play bass with Yola Tango. <laughs> that was very exciting. That's true. And you know what's exciting is that it's like, of all the bands, it truly is one of the things. And it's for, you know, when, when you're just making things and you don't, stop making things you you know where you're you're hoping that this is what you do for a long time there's just a certain amount of just like pride in everything you guys do where it's just like everything is definitely 
it's like not there's no bad album. It's not like like you guys work so hard on the stuff to just make sure it just like stays at that level and it changes what what the albums are change and what the band is changes. But it's just the level that you guys maintain. It's just like it's truly uh, staggering. So I, I hope you guys know that. Thanks, man. Because it's just like you look at anybody you like and it's like, well, this stretch sucks by them. <laughs> and then you're, you're, like, you're like, oh, there's my favorite bands. But yeah, skip all of that part. And then they kind of get good again. Maybe if you're super into it, but not if you're not really, if you're not super into it, then they just keep going. It keeps going down. But it's like with you guys, it just has stayed at this level. And it's like, it's almost like you just like outwork it somehow. You know what I mean? Does that, does it seem like that? Like, it's just like, like you don't settle. No nodding on this one. I don't want anybody to nod. This is, uh, this is really more of a question for Billy than for uh, <laughs> Billy. Yes. And the ferrets. But at this point, like, how hard do you guys work as a band to stay where you are? I think we just work hard. I think, I think, I think we work hard, yeah. But I think it's just what we do. I think we, like, I mean, t- the last couple of days we've spent at our at our practice space, like, kind of finishing up some recordings that didn't get finished for for stuff like that there and and we're 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 finishing them up ourselves like you know we have like a like a little studio set up and 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 we just we just we just go to work and we go and we sit there for several hours and mix things down and in between that talk about sports and tv and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's just kind of that's but, our, that's 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 it's my idea of fun yeah it's, it's work but it's 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 but Fun. It's the greatest thing in the world. Well, that's awesome because there's not a lot of bands. One, sometimes when you're so deep into a thing, you don't realize it's like, oh, we're doing this differently than most of these other bands. Like people check in, they check out. That things become like a, they just kind of fit the thing around their life rather than the thing being their life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you want it to stay great, it kind of has to be your life. And you guys don't dog it which is something i always you're saying admire. we have no life yes that, that would, seems more fair. Or less. no i'm saying you lay it out there uh, you don't <laughs> phone it in it's not no i appreciate you're pushing that. no i appreciate you doing it look i'm gonna ask you some some rapid fire questions here <laughs> all right let's see well one thing is what's a thing that you guys like i know it's like you don't, Ira, and I'm. You don't like Black Sabbath, right, Ira? I barely listen to them. I'm not. I, I've not spent any. I wouldn't say I don't like them because that mm-hmm. would imply I know more about them than I do. Yeah, but you just heard that and you were just like, "Nope." Or were you just like, "I like other things and I don't have time for this." Well, you know, you were talking about the Grateful Dead before, and I grew up in a real uh, hippie town in Westchester mm-hmm. and the Grateful Dead were, were huge in, in that town. And it was sort of part of growing up where I did to become a fan of them. And so I did. And, uh, and I remember, I remember, uh, seeing a copy of paranoid. I don't know. I don't know what a friend of mine was doing. It was like war pigs. Mm-hmm. Ha, 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 ha. And then of course, Kimberly Rue had a song with that name years later. It's like genius. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, yeah. uh, but, it just wasn't. It just wasn't something I was mm-hmm. thinking about, and you know I don't. Yes, that's right. So, what are the things like that that each of you has your own thing, and the other, we're just like the other two don't like this thing at all that I like. Wow, I don't know. Mm. It's hard to say. I I mean, well, Georgia, do you like Black Sabbath? Are you? Uh, I I just don't really think about. It or <laughs> Wait, you don't you don't sit around thinking about mm. Black Sabbath, just like picturing like, Cloud Bubble we're not like. with Geezer Butler in it. There's that there's that fantastic thing. I know you've seen it on. Uh, it's either they always show it during that metal show. 
I know that probably you and me are the only two people in this room who watch that uh-huh. show. And uh, but they show there's like a like a couple minute long animation of Tony Iommi telling the story of how uh-huh. he lost his fingertips. Yeah, and it's fantastic. It's really yeah. moving. And yeah. I, th- I think that's because he's like missing a finger like that. A few of like, like a few fingertips yeah. on his fretting hand. And then he just was oh, just you were like, about yeah, that the other it was day. amazing. It was really moving. Like for most people would be like, well, there goes my dream of playing yeah. guitar. Yeah. And for him, he's just like, I might be able to do this better than anybody in a weird way because I have less fingers. Yeah. It, it, it ends up with him saying like, so what started out as a really horrible thing turned out to be a really good thing. Yeah. They're like, wow. My mind was blown. I wonder if kids are great. chomping their fingers off <laughs> around the country. Like, this is Tony Aomi. Please. Kids, do not <laughs> chop your fingers off. You will not play like I. So you don't know what's a thing that you, you can't think of something that's just a your thing. I like Black Sabbath. Okay. okay. Well, there's I yours. No problem with Black Sabbath. Yeah. Georgia. What's my thing? What's my thing that I? I think they like everything I like, but I might not like everything they like. Okay. Is that? detailed enough George is more selective uh huh no alright you sure Ira no what is there a thing you like that the other two people in your band are just like no we don't like that I know I I like listening to things repeatedly more than Georgia likes listening to things repeatedly I was listening to uh the basement tapes today, and when I put on the third <laughs> CD in a row, uh-huh. George was like, "Slam! This thing's still on." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm tired of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Billy aching. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let me get some of these questions okay. here. Get ready. Okay. Dumbest purchase you've ever made? Uh, shoes online. Wrong side. They're just wrong. It's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Okay. What's the most you've ever paid for a record? Uh, I I don't know the most. I just spent uh, I just spent fifteen dollars, which isn't the most, but uh, I it's a this is a good purchase. I bought spent fifteen dollars on a uh, a song poem about the Mets. Oh, from what year is that? I I think it's about the nineteen sixty nine Mets. Okay. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. No, I've spent more than that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Of course you have. Fifteen. Can you imagine if you're just like at this point you're like, Yeah, fifteen. It means you never bought like a current <laughs> LP. Yeah. Well actually that basement tapes thing was that was a okay. lot more. And that's the uh that's that box set where it's got everything on there. Yes. They didn't re record anything. Do you ever see these Rolling Stones <laughs> things where it's just like I did new vocals for the thing. Well, I don't want that. Like, I need him now. Don't worry. I sang it in the style that I sang back then. Who cares? It's even worse. It's like, Mike, do you ever hear that stuff, Mike? The Like the Exile on Main Street stuff where Mick Jagger's like, we had a couple instrumentals and I sang new vocals for them. Yeah. Can you imagine? I could not imagine wanting to hear anything less. Them just as instrumentals too, or no? I I, I don't know. I know okay. they put them out as a part of like a collection of. Who cares? Yeah, Rolling Stones. Right. I don't ever need to hear that. You know, a song I never need to hear again is like, um, like, like any of those like four tops songs. Mm-hmm. Like, do you ever need to hear like my girl? Yeah, like my girl. Like, is that the Temptations or no. the, yeah. it doesn't? Yeah, whoever. Like Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Can you imagine like? He, I could never get to the point where it's just like, ooh, listen to how fresh that sounds. It's like, no, that is rotten sounding to me now. It sounds like, it sounds, it's like this music that can get played anywhere, like literally anywhere you could hear Sugar Pie Honey Bunch. Oh, couldn't imagine ever putting that on. Or anything like that well, that's, comes to mind. That's, those are two different things. I, I'm with you. I could never imagine putting it on. But if I were driving and listening to oldies radio, which I mm-hmm. might be, I would not turn. That's not a song I would okay. turn it off. What's, I would turn it off for Mustang Sally. You would turn off oh. Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That it's like 
shut up. <laughs> like when these records you actually like yell. Like you want like people who made this aren't hearing me get mad at it. So Mustang Sally for that. Georgia, what's a song you never need to hear again? Good at the fast. Okay. Um, well, we'll go to James, and we're going to come back to you. Mustang Sally is such a great answer. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's in fact, it's such a good answer that it, it's just filled me with so much hate for Mustang Sally that I really kind of, I'm kind of blinded to my own answer. Mm-hmm. So I might have to go with that. We do start thinking a, quite a lot alike once we're traveling to together. So song I never want to hear. Mm-hmm. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know oh, about I'm that. Sorry. Like know. what song? Which Proud one? Mary. Proud Mary. <laughs> Even though he says Toynan in it, <laughs> and he's from oh, he's from Oakland, and he sings Toynan and Boynan, and I Elvis I, I doesn't I was say Toynan and Boynan. Yeah. I think I was frightening my brother with my vehemence on this topic the other day. But did you see the medley, the Credence medley that John Fogarty did on Letterman in the last weeks? I did not. Was it bad it, or good? It was terrible. It's terrible. Oh no. So it was a effigy. Uh, that would have been so much better. Well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, was... anyway. What if What if he just came out and did the other dude's songs from that one <laughs> Credence album? <laughs> yeah, remember that one Credence album where he's like, he's like, I'm so sick of being in this band with you losers. <laughs> and then they're like yeah, Mardi his, Gras, right? Yeah, that, yeah. And his brother split already, <laughs> and he's yeah. just like, the only way I'm doing another album with you guys is is if I'll write one third of it, but you bums are writing the other two thirds of this thing. So it's a nine song album, I think. And his songs are like, hey, here's mine. Sweet Hitchhiker. Hey, Tonight. Like he just like yeah. just dumps two great songs on the table. And then like another song, Door to Door, which is like, it's like, it's like, it's like the song where the drummer has to sing one. So it's like. Like Doug Clifford is like, and there's like a Credence Live album where suddenly you hear they're like playing. Here, I have to look this up now. You're not gonna like the the tr- the jump in tracks on this is ridiculous. When he goes, um, where is it? Here it is. Let's see, Credence Live in Europe. First thing, Born on the Bayou. Then Green River and Susie Q together. Then it came out of the sky. Here, let's listen to the very end of this thing. Okay, that's here. Okay. Oh. Credence. It's door to door. Imagine. And then here's the song after that. Oh, like they put a door to door, then this next. It's like, he's just like taunting them with like their inability to write songs. Door to. Fine. What's your song? Oh, door to door. Sounds great. Yeah, let's add that one. We'll do that one in between. Uh, We'll do that. Then I'll do traveling band. And. Yeah, and then I'll do Fortunate Son after that. But don't worry. We can all be in this band together. So some Credence song. Probably Proud Mary. Yeah, I'm not a big Credence fan, i got to say. But I do like Fortunate Son. So you don't like the West Coast Velvet Underground? Is that what they're known as? I don't know. In my house they are. (laughs) So let's see. Okay, a couple more questions. And then I know you guys are... You have places to be. Let's see. All right. What's the longest you've ever gone without sleeping? I, I three days. Three days. And Georgia looks shocked. Yeah, I, I sleep all the time. Okay. I can't answer that one. So you'd be like eleven hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like it's like. <laughs> oh that... my god i gotta go to sleep yeah. i've been up for 11 hours no it was terrifying i was uh, the, the second night when i couldn't sleep i couldn't i was 
That was, was on tour, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. How long ago was that? Uh, it was probably 2003. Oh, that's way too recently for that to be. <laughs> like, 2003, and you can't sleep. James? I'd, 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 I, don't think I, I don't think I hold the band record, but I'd put, I'd put it in around two days or so. Okay. All right. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to a celebrity? My least favorite question. I'm not sure what I said. I spilled a drink on Dave Davies that, like, in attempting to shake his hand. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm okay. sure whatever I said afterwards was embarrassing. Yeah, sure. That equals the. It was the verbal equivalent <laughs> yeah. of spilling a drink. Georgia, can you so think? So Steve. <laughs> oh, that's a great one. <laughs> what, what is so Steve? So many so Steve stories. Um, I think I was. Decided I was going to go. I was at a. We were at a party mm. in Nashville, and I think it was just James and I were at this party. And I decided normally I'm very shy, and I w- wouldn't go up to anyone really to start talking. And I just figured, well, I'm going to do this. I, I recognize this guy, and he, it's Steve. And I'm going to go. I think it's uh, Steve Earl, and I'm going to. I think I'm already messing <laughs> this story up. But anyway, I. I Went up to Steve and said I knew he'd been working with this band I knew. And he's like, ah, they're familiar, but I don't think so. And it basically was Steve Forbert that I was thinking of. I was uh-huh. and that's Earl. who you were talking to. Oh, I was. Yes. See, yeah. I, I already screwed it up. So you're talking to Steve Earl. Forbert. Forbert. Forbert, thinking you were talking to Steve yeah. Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Mike likes that one a lot. <laughs> that one, That one made Mike very happy. Okay. Mike's favorite, though, Mike likes the Patty Smith one, right, Mike? Yeah. I have a Patty Smith one. You, yeah. I, I, I mentioned it to you. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, the, and the only good thing about your story happening to you, mm-hmm. it lessens the impact of my story just even uh, Well, that's kind of why, that's kinda why I, I had told you, because yeah. I wanted to help, um, because I know I know how it feels. Yeah. Um, I, I uh, was at a concert and in in the city and and i met i was i was introduced to patty smith by um our our the guy who runs our our booking agent and you know we we exchanged like you know uh, how you doing and and Mm -hmm. i i i got to kind of stick my two cents in on a little conversation that they were already having and it was great and i was like wow patty smith that's that's just that's awesome and then Mm -hmm. at the end of the night concert's over i'm walking to my car and I see ahead of me at the end of the block, Patty Smith. I was like, oh. <laughs> and so, and of course, Terrible. the light change, you know, the light, the, the crosswalk, the light changes. So, of course, it works out that I'm now standing next to Patty Smith going to my car. And I, and the, the light of the crosswalk changes and we both start to walk. And I was like, hey, Patty, um, do you need a ride? And she, at this point, of course, has no memory of meeting me yeah. and has no idea what's going on. She just knows that this, like, gigantic, like, monster of a man is, like, trying to offer her a ride in his car. Yeah. And uh, and she flees in terror. And, uh, oh. you know, oh. that's it. It's like, all right, well. I guess that's no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good night. It makes mine <laughs> elegant. My... My asking her about humble pie yeah. in an elevator. There was no perceived violence in yours, but I think mine no. mine had a there was no mine was there was genuine terror involved in mine. Unbridled miscalculation <laughs> with mine. Let's see, a couple more questions here. Alright, what's the best Kinks album? It's you Arthur, right? That, it's too. Arthur, right? I used Arthur. to think right? so. I used to think so. I think I now kind of gravitate to something else. Think visual? Think visual is close second. Okay. <laughs> something uh-huh. else by the Kings. Oh, I thought you meant something oh, else. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, okay. Now I understand our, the confusion now, right? It's <laughs> our fun who's on first routine. You know, there's a lot of Kinks albums these days. Yeah. <laughs> no, something else. <laughs> the uh, Great Lost Kinks album. Okay. You can like the same ones. It's not. It's not. Okay, Village Green. They don't okay. Say Village Green. So, yeah. Well, if you like Village Green, then you should like Arthur more because that's the <laughs> rock version of Village Green. 
It's like Village know. Green with electric guitars. But they're all great. You can't. Well, not all of them are great. But All right, final question here. Well, second to final. James, question for you. Enough with this nerd stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I knew that one would be a quickie. <laughs> and what's the most popular movie you've never seen? I've never seen Forrest Gump. Okay, that's way up there. That's a good one. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, okay. Oh, no, wait, I have seen that. I've never seen Titanic. I've seen the first half hour of Titanic. Oh, 2001. You've never seen 2001. All right. I've pretty much seen them all. You've seen, you just, you love movies. I love a movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we all say about you. Boy, that guy sure loves his movies. (laughs) Say what you want about him. Yeah. Say say what you want about yeah. him. Take that, Patty Smith. We could have yeah. talked about movies the whole yes. time. Yes, we could have talked about how I've the seen car. every movie. Too. Go ahead, name a movie, Patty. Like, like that would have that would have lessened her terror. <laughs> you saying sure. I've seen every movie humanized me a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. Patty. Thanks for getting in my car. <laughs> Fun thing about me: I've seen every movie before I start the engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know you'd think I'd be driving a windowless van. Ms. Smith, but uh, now try to stump me. I've seen every movie. Go ahead. And then she's just wondering, how do I signal someone so they know I'm in this guy's... This is how it ends. Oh, yeah, this is how... I I think about how it ends for me. I just think about Spike. (laughs) I think about that voice saying, oh, well, Tom... And I'm going, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, I feel life slipping away. This can't be it. And it will be it. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming down so much. Yola Tango, we have Georgia, Ira, and James. Pleasure. Love the new digs. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have us. an okay time? Yes. Great time. Don't you like how I say that in my, my, I'm talking to a four-year-old voice. <laughs> Did you have an okay time? Talk about things I need to fix. That's one of them. <laughs> Are you happy? Like I say that in some, like, I'm not sure why I'm, I'm asking you if you're happy, but I'm like belittling you as I'm asking it. Did you have a good time? <laughs> That's a no-win situation. So the album, and again, I keep losing the title to it. Stuff Like That There. Stuff Like That There. And who else is on? What other songs are on this album? We're going to hear one more at the end of the show. We'll hear uh, the the new version of uh, Deeper in the Movies. Which yeah. We, we, did, we took three of, our, of the songs from our old records and did new versions. And we wrote two new songs. And then we covered stuff by... Uh, the Love and Spoonful, Antietam, The Parliaments, Darlene McRae, Great Plains, The Special Pillow, which you already played. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antietam. I, uh, Hank Williams, The Cure. Uh, that's most of it. Mm-hmm. Were you oh, tempted? Sun Ra, The Cosmic mm-hmm. Rays. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that's uh, most of them. The third one. 25 years from now. That's right. And you guys do the third one. <laughs> yep. I would like to pencil in Walking on the Sun by Smash Mouth. Oh. Right? You know that song? I yes. like that song. It's a good song. It's like yeah. fake 60s. Yeah. Should erase Mustang Sally. Then they did the question mark song. Yeah. The follow- I think it was the follow up. Yeah. Yeah. They then- were on a roll. They were. They were on a roll. Then it all came crashing down when their talent ran out. (laughs) Then tragedy struck. (laughs) And Smash Mouth were revealed to be a moderately talented band who had slightly more than their fill of success. And it ran out. The end. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. And we're going to, thank you. We're going to play, uh, we'll play, uh, 
from the album. Stuff like that there. We'll play deeper into movies. And thank you again. Let's hear this. We'll be back. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.